1: Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Why why are you so professional today? Why? Why? Why, Susie? Why? (laughs) We are here today to tell you about <laughs> Q-Crew. Q-Crew. Well, I thought you were going to say um, work, what is it, work? Work-life balance. balance. life, life balance. <laughs> the three tabloids oh, words.
2: Oxymoron. The
1: uh, whole The whole, the whole thing. The words of <laughs> yeah. oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why is that, Susie? No. Well, because today
2: I was working on a presentation about work-life balance <laughs> that I'm speaking on this week, and the irony is that the presentation is tomorrow. <laughs> I got the presentation in today. Oh, yes, I've you know, yes, been thinking yeah. about this for, you know, weeks, and it's just like, yeah, and my first mm-hmm. slide actually says work-life balance is a lie, because it is. It is. So oh, yeah. I think so many people strive for that. You know, I don't want to say perfect balance, but close to perfect balance, and they yeah. never get there. No. So they're, they're stressed about not being there. They're stressed about <laughs> not having work-life balance, and it's just like, we need to stop stressing.
1: So who invented that? I believe it I has to be a guy. It was a guy. It was a, <laughs> guy. It was a guy who invented it, Yeah, for it was sure. a guy. Just <gasps> feeling, you know, sorry for his wife or whatever, right? There's no such thing.
3: <laughs> and then it's the like guilt. Oh, that's right. So yeah. even if I went for a walk this morning early, right. I was just like trying to decompress, Mm -hmm. and I felt guilty. I'm like, I should be on my car, I should be on my way to work, I got a preference. But, I mean, what? Yeah. I'm not even allowed an hour for myself. You
2: are allowed but
3: But hour. that's what I'm saying. So like, I yes. know it is you, we carry guilt. Even yes. if we do have quote unquote work-life balance,
2: there's mm-hmm. no such thing. Or if you're trying to make time for work-life balance, you feel guilty You about feel that. guilty. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. You know? So is it true though, because people say, oh, there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough days in the week. There's not enough weeks in a month, blah, blah, blah. Because I am so busy. Mm-hmm. Why are we so busy, mm-hmm. too. So part of the discussion that
2: I was looking at today as well is because of our phones as well. So oh, because yeah. we don't have yeah. the physical ability to disconnect from work, even when we're at home or yeah. not at work, oh, we feel God. that much more stressed yeah. as oh, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. that so, email
3: ding that makes you want to jump off a break. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because before, you could leave your computer at yeah. work. You weren't right. checking emails at home. You weren't doing anything, and you weren't expected to. But now, some workplaces have the expectation that you can text me at night, you yes. can email me. Yeah. or I will check something when I get home. And that can be intrusive depending on how you have yourself set up to, you know, manage those boundaries.
1: I know. Okay, so here is something interesting, though. Everybody nowadays, especially for a lot of us working out of home or being self-employed, when does that work clock shut off? Like, are we only to do emails and work-related things 9 to 5? And then if you're working with somebody in Vancouver, yeah. well, they're two hours behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I just and, and like maybe they mean. work, and and maybe they work at a different uh, space and time too. So mm-hmm. it's so confusing. Yeah.
3: So I mean, from from that end, I think that's that's a
1: result of, or
3: you know, that's global just globalization, right? Like that's right. when when your yeah. work becomes globalized and there is no. Um, there are no barriers, and everything is just yeah. universal and kind of communal and global. Th- you don't have those time limits. I mean, you can get a call. I mean, I've had conference calls at like 6 in the morning because of time. Mm-hmm. You, who, who I know. To, and you're all oh, froggy, know. and your voice is all stupid. yeah. But, but, but those things happen. So that's just a result of, and depending what industry you're in, I think it's just a result of globalization and... That expectation, mm-hmm. um, but there's also just that other component is what does busy mean? You right. know, like yeah. is, you know, are we expected to be moving constantly? Like do we have to have our phones on while we're lying there watching TV, TV? Or kids yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. what does that even mean? What, mm-hmm. what does busy even mean? But I also, as a joke, but not really a joke, <laughs> <laughs> just yes. truth bombs all yeah. the way through today. Yes. that kind of day, um, you know. I'm, a, I'm one of those people and I actually feel bad because, you know, when people call me and they're like, hey, you know, like, like 7.30, they'll be like, let's go, out, let's go for dinner, blah, 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 and I'll be like, mm, you know, I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, yeah. you're taking time for you. I am in my pajamas, I'm mm-hmm. watching Netflix, I'm watching no, American Fando, yeah. yeah. you know, but You've blocked in time I've just, for you. I've just, yeah. you know. But it's just so funny that once you hit like 40 or 41, um, it's no longer like, yeah, call me anytime and I'm going to get <laughs> up That's and go. It's, as it's just not life. Like, <laughs> no. I just don't do it. But then you feel bad saying no. So you're like, yeah. mm, I'm busy. I have other plans. But mm-hmm. my other plans, frankly,
1: are the so, couch right here, right couch, now. Um, yes. In my bed. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this. So then what is the proper uh, texting reply and even texting and I mean, that and draws a great area. So, so we have talked no, 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 about this, right? Because yeah. we text each other yeah. and I do I not
2: reply all the time. I do not. I just, I can't. Because my yeah. phone is pinging all the all time done. with work stuff. And if it's not something that I'm expecting or need to have an answer to, then mm-hmm. I don't respond right away. Now, that mm-hmm. also means that you shouldn't be offended by it. Mm-hmm. It just means yeah. I will answer when I'm ready to answer. So. And if you need an answer, you can probably just Call me, even though I don't want you to call me.
1: I want no, to text yeah. No, no, yeah. Don't text no me. No, don't text me. Don't call. But it means the answer yeah. is coming when I'm ready. Yeah, and I appreciate that too because if it's work related or or you know you know that kind of relationship with that person, but what happens when it's a personal thing or I, I you I,
3: know so really some good. people
1: are good texters and some people
3: are terrible. Texters. Yeah, so you yeah. kind of yeah. have
1: to take it with a grain of salt.
3: But right? imagine like okay, so this is a thing though, right? So there's relationships. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if you're like single and you're 40 and blah blah and someone yeah. doesn't text you back, that is <laughs>
2: offensive. Yeah. I I it's it's oh like bye-bye. I and you see the not, dots, you are just like dot dot dot. You're just I like see you. the answer and I see and know it never comes. I saw that you
3: read that and you are not responding. That pisses me off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that that's a different story. But yeah. like in in normal friendships, like I know like a lot of my girlfriends, everybody understands. Yeah. Um, and I've said this many times like I, I have a group chat with like mm-hmm. 10, 15 of my high school girlfriends and it's constantly going, you know, and we're all, even just like all today, it's just constant, but, but it's, uh, you know, like there's no expectation there. So I think that your relationships matter. And I think that the greatest blessing is to have those relationships that there's no expectation, like we're no. we're we're just we're just inventing and we're just communicating with each other. And I there's girls on there who like catch up like on a Thursday night yeah. they'll be like, Okay, like just caught up, you know, mm-hmm. Ronna, your office looks great and yeah. blah blah like they'll no. just go through the whole thing yes. and catch up. Yes. Um but there's no expectation. So it just depends on what's what's the context. Like if you're if if you're in a if you're newly dating or in a relationship and you don't text back after you have been yeah. That's annoying yeah. to me. Like Can I'm really
1: sorry. I got to take you pause for pause, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Like I find that so irritating. <laughs> so
3: what is that? Just like a
1: loser way to say I'm not interested? Like not no, having. No, because the then they are to... interested. What?
3: It's just what? I feel like people just get comfortable. Be, or, yes. No, they get comfortable. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. So they, the urgency isn't there. Yeah. Like okay. you, you're no longer okay. trying to impress me. So yes. you're you're okay pissing me yeah. off.
1: <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. You're like, I'm yeah. yeah. So yeah, no. And then getting into this whole um, Trump and Kavanaugh and all of this, you know what? It's like cause for like you don't really follow it, but I mean it was cause for almost a big heated argument on the couch the other night, (laughs) you know. And it was because you know one side just sides with Kavanaugh and the other one sides with her, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, like. It's a it's, tough thing to
3: do. It's tough. You it's, know what? And you can yeah. speak to you know,
2: No, I mean, I just think that, um, like I said to you, I have yeah. seen on my social media feeds this week. And I posted, you know, that every woman in your life right now is listening to the, how the men in her life respond to, oh, these, right. to this story. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And as I said to my husband, the kids are listening as well. So you have little kids, little teenagers, tweens, whatever. Oh, they they are listening to how their parents and how, yeah. um, how the adults in their lives are discussing this mm-hmm. case, yeah. this issue, this story, whatever you want to call it. Right. And they are picking up your cues on how you feel about this issue, what you think about this issue, and if you are a safe place for them to speak about anything that happens in the future Agreed. so think wow. about that as yeah. you let those words leave your mouth in front yeah. of your little kids or in front of your little nieces or nephews or the students that you teach think about what you're teaching them about how you would receive information like that from them right. that's the oh, most important wow. thing yeah. because if we are teaching our kids that you don't tell mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter yes. and that you're not going to get any help anyway what's the point
3: you're yeah. right it's, I know. So, it's so important yeah
2: we need to take out the shame and the stigma yeah. and that Um, Especially when it comes, I tell my children all the time, I'm the safest place you'll ever find. You can tell me anything, anytime, and I will always be in your corner. And, you know, as we were talking, too, about um, people say, oh, it's such a scary time, uh, you know, for young boys and stuff. And there was a Mm -hmm. great uh, quote that came out and said, well, we also cracked down really hard on murderers. So if you haven't killed anybody, I guess you're okay, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, we we need to have conversations about um, and we talked about this in our earlier episodes, yeah. too, you know, about consent and about um, yeah. growing up in today's digital social media world and what that means for our children. And I always think conversation and knowledge is empowering. And it shutting is. things down doesn't help anybody. So oh, we need absolutely. to keep talking, period.
3: And, and it's dangerous. I, I think that a lot of parents who are, you know, of an older generation, and I mean, who knows? I mean, I can't even say that. Like maybe that's not even you know legit but like knowledge is everything right now the world has changed um recognize that teach your boys as much as you're teaching your girls mm-hmm. while you're teaching your girls you know what consent is you are teaching your boys what consent is oh, we don't like know. you 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 you, you yeah. have to because the world is different and somebody you love dearly at some point because of the knowledge that you did not instill as a guardian as a parent as a sibling even perhaps um you know, the knowledge that you didn't give them is going to cause them great distress in the future. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to women, um, and when it comes to us, and how we react to things, frankly, I think I've said this more than one time, I don't care if you get hurt. Because if you've done something, Mm -hmm. and it deserves to be called out, and let's just use the word calling Mm -hmm. out, like Mm -hmm. calling out whatever it is, you're you're gonna find yourself in a very difficult situation, there are consequences. Consequences. Yeah, but there are consequences yeah. to this, yeah. and you can't just go around your life now, to be fair, yeah. you know, I think that you know through my political stuff, you know, I think it's pretty common knowledge you know I've dealt with a lot of things, and you know, and like one of the worst things I thought was was like somebody grabbing me, you yeah. know, and to this day it's been two years after, and I still haven't had the courage i'll call it courage or whether it's just. You know, I don't want to deal with the backlash. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I just don't have the the, the the mental or the emotional capacity mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. today. While my life is just kind of doing so well, and you know, you like I don't want to, wanna, you don't mm-hmm. want to
1: disturb the apple.
3: Yeah, I don't want. But but think about those women who are coming out now. Mm-hmm. They're probably yeah. thinking what I was thinking at that time, right? Well, I like I think, it's, I think we it's, have to
2: remember too, like with with Dr. Kavanaugh, or sorry, yeah. Dr. Ford, especially. I used the phrase on the week on during last week that she was an excellent witness. Her mm, testimony yeah. so was, was rock solid. She had uh, passed a polygraph, not that that should ever matter. She had notes from her therapist from, you know, 25, 30 years ago. There were multiple people that she had told, right? And people kept saying, you know, and she's also a psychologist. So she had the, um, the educational side of the trauma and mm-hmm. how, why she remembered certain things and all this stuff that she was talking about. And that's great. But there is no one perfect way to be a victim. And there are women that remember nothing. And that remember. Yes, and we need to understand that we had as close to a perfect witness as we did in Dr. Ford, and we're still ripping her to shreds. So if you've ever sat in a trial, and I have for a friend, and had a verdict read in a sexual assault case where the judge told her, you didn't remember, you know, enough specific details. Uh-huh. And you feel like you've been punched in the gut as he says those yeah. words to her. Yeah. You think to yourself, well, so when you report, it's not enough. When you don't remember, it's not enough. When you remember, it's not enough. So when is it enough?
3: Yeah, um, and that, okay, to be fair... It's not very heartbreaking. I have to, I have to yeah. kind of bring this to... Because you just kind of hit on some really important things. So, um... When, when residential school survivors, mm. okay, when residential yes. school survivors were, were um, they were going through this process and that process demanded yes. that for them to claim uh, sexual or physical abuse in the schools that they went to, right. they would have to remember a certain amount of detail.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it goes to the same thing, how, do you expect somebody in their 70s or 80s or 40s or 50s or whatever it is to remember in such detail some of the most literally moments in their lives that changed everything. The most yeah. traumatic thing that some of these people will ever go through. So it goes to the same thing. So for us we're talking about women but there's another whole component, uh, whole component here where people are demanded, like, you are expected to remember, Everything. you know, what what object, sorry, mm-hmm. like, we're going into a lot of details, so I hope there's no kids watching, mm-hmm. but what objects were used, what did the room look like, what did the, mm-hmm. you know, who, like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, this is what we do to people? Like, it's it's horrible. Yeah. You know? And, and, and we as us. women, sorry, yeah. th- but yeah. we as women should be able to sympathize mm-hmm. with that. Like, we should be, We it should be us who are, understanding and reading and learning about that process for Mm -hmm. survivors who've gone through that severe traumatic sexual abuse in some of these schools um, and understand it because it's it's comparable in a lot of ways. Not the schools aren't comparable, but in terms yeah. of how you, how, how, you, how you speak of the trauma, mm-hmm. right? How you, know. how you disclose the trauma. Like the, the actual issues are completely yeah. different, but I'm just yeah. talking mm-hmm. about how, how do people actually speak about things that have happened to them? and what's what's the way to do it and what should the expectations be if you're if you're demanding from people to come up with these details about you know what did the room look like where was the desk where was the chair who was in the room what did like that's you're crazy like go back and figure it out because it's wrong. Yeah. You know, it's wrong. Straight up, it's wrong.
2: And it's re-traumatizing.
3: And it's re-traumatizing. And what Mm -hmm. exactly are you gaining from it? And I think that's the question. And I'm I'm a big value person. I mean, I believe in, you know, Canadian values, right? Like, we we all do. Like, it's some of the things that we take the greatest pride in. Um, But is that who we are as people? Is that who we are as Canadians? Is, Is this who we are? Is this our world right now that we accept this? You know, it because should be, it I mean, should not it's, be it's
1: been yeah. out there. And the thing is that it's a little bit glorified, you know, unfortunately with the media. So yeah, my question is, would Dr. Ford have, would this all have come out if Kavanaugh was not going to be, you know, nominated or put into the Supreme Court if he just stayed, even if he wasn't a senator, even if he just mm. became, would this mm-hmm. ever come out? It's hard to say. Hard to say. Though she
2: did state that she felt it was her civic duty to to disclose this information, mm-hmm. right? So, I think that you know, and for th- there's a Dr. Ford in every, in every community. Yeah, in yeah. Every, you know? there's yeah. someone out there yeah. who who has similar stories yeah. of trauma, yeah. of of people who are <clears throat> now in various positions of power and influence, yeah. and that's scary to know that. Um, they will be unchallenged and these things will never come to light. So yeah. I think yeah. what she did was incredibly brave and incredibly courageous. And yeah. I think anybody who discloses and reports is incredibly Very, brave yeah. and courageous. And it takes
3: courage. Oh, yeah. it takes oh. courage. And, and like, like you said, look, I feel like I'm, I mean, my, my personal view of myself. <laughs> I, and I, I feel like I'm a pretty courageous person. You know, and I feel like I go through life literally with no fear a lot of the time because I'm not scared of what the end result is because I know I'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. pretty confident in my own ability to true. be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and, and you need to have that. Yeah, and it's gotten me through a lot of yeah. things.
3: But for this specific issue, yeah. I just don't know why. And mm-hmm. I don't know, and I wish I had an answer for it because I... And maybe someone out there does have an answer. Like, why is it? Like, why why do we struggle so much with naming somebody and just being... And it doesn't even have to be a public naming, but mm-hmm. at yeah. least going in front of that person and being like, "It happened." You can just so you know, know it happened, anything. yeah. And I know it happened, and mm-hmm. you know, karma's a. I don't
1: know what the word. A B I T C A. <laughs> a but maybe, maybe these conversations <laughs> will now start. You know, yeah. let's, let's hope with all of this that those other people that are in power that maybe have overstepped those lines. Yep you know, a little too late. Time's up. Yeah. yeah. Time's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a mess. I mean, and I mean if you guys look at Hollywood, I mean, Bill Cosby and, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, and, it, and you kind of feel a little bit like duped mm-hmm. when you kind of go back and you look at, all, especially for, for a Hollywood figure that mm-hmm. has, you know, been out there in the public. And well, Bill Cosby, right? Like there's some, yeah. level of trust and it's kind of like. But there were also 60 women. That I know, came out against yeah, I know it was horrendous. Like it, it was, was
2: 60. Yeah, and those are the ones who chose to spoke out, His to speak, speak out, yeah. 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 so you can imagine yeah. how many, many did there are. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, and yeah, it's, yeah. but uh, moving on though, um, going back, you were talking about your kids and actually you did, you said something really, really, really good about keeping the lines of communication and, and everything in the world is different, different for kids. But anyways, going back to watching some TV, Netflix. But anyways, it wasn't on Netflix. Um, it was, you know, one of our favorite shows, uh, Law & Order. Anyways, mm-hmm. it was very disturbing. It was the season uh, opener, and it was it was about a normal American family, uh, two boys, and um, playing sports, and I won't go into the, the backlog of it, but basically, in the end, he walks into the school, and he's a baseball player, so he's got, like, a batting bag with his bats in, mm-hmm. but instead mm-hmm. he's got a semi-automatic oh, oh rifle. My goodness. Oh, Yeah. And he literally is like all the other kids. You see all the other kids walking into school with him. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they did it tastefully because then the school door shot or shut, and then all you hear are... Just ping, machine. ping, oh the gun going off. And then I was the kids. I don't watch too much. TV. I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I yeah. know. But how mm. innocent and how seemingly natural it is. Mm-hmm. And like the devastation. I'm like going, you're showing that, like. And of course, I mean that's tame for what they can see or, oh, or people no, can see. Yeah, but yeah. it was really like a really yeah. kind of sick feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids aren't in school anymore. But mm-hmm. you know, my our oldest is in university. The same thing. Like you're just not safe <laughs> no. anywhere anymore. No,
3: no. And it's a result of yeah. something. It didn't just magically happen. No. I feel like um, you know. I feel like the minute we start, we stopped um, having conscious thought process, like yeah. we stop being conscious of what we are thinking and what we are doing and you're trying to, you're chasing after something that's not real, right? Well, like yeah. you're chasing after glory because you want to be, and I'm not saying this is why people shoot up, like I mean, yeah. who knows what their, uh, some bits mental, some of it's anger, some bits whatever it may be, but there's something there that is not, that's a disconnect from reality. Right? So, um, and then people will be like, well, you know, like there's a lot of um, mental health issues and there absolutely are. And I think that's coming into into Um, light more. Mm -hmm. It is coming into light more. But
2: but they're also being conflated, which is not necessarily... Correct. Correct right? Yeah. And I, I mean, feel like that that is well. a distinctly American problem. Not I'm mm-hmm. saying it can't happen here, but yeah. that is a distinctly almost daily occurrence.
3: Occurrence, yeah. There. Yeah. I was gonna say and
2: that. I think that um, it's funny because, you know, I don't watch a lot of American television for that reason. I find <laughs> right. it I find it very disturbing that all of their oh, plot wise. lines revolve around the rape and murder of children mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah. And, you know, in the 90s when that show first came out, it was kind of, you know,
1: it was, edgy, it was
2: kind of edgy and titillating, right? Yeah, but yeah. now, how many versions of CSI can you have? How many oh, know, versions yeah. of that can you have? Yeah. I prefer to not put those kind of shows in front of my face oh, oh, oh. Blood, yeah
1: and, and so okay. and your kids too yeah and in this case I mean it was uh the whole going back to you know the old-fashioned ways you're not a man until we uh, yeah kill an animal oh was that, okay yeah, yeah so yeah. you know he's lot, not yeah, a man until a lot he of shoots f- something and it's like yeah, oh my God, it's a lot of yeah. false
2: narratives and a lot of um, cultural uh, reflections back I mean, in that I story, this right? Is like
1: today, I mean, it's mm-hmm. twenty eighteen, and and I mean, just celebrating, you know, on the news or whatever is the year anniversary of that horrible shooting in Vegas. Oh yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and then there was mm-hmm. a woman like from Tulane, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I mean, she's devastated. Mm-hmm. She went to a bomber game and she said, she said she looked around and she said, oh well, all those people think they're safe, mm-hmm. and that was like. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean, part of it falls into life. Yeah. Right? Like, life is what it is. And that's, you know, it's, it's a lot of managing, um, managing and taking care of our families and our friends and our people, right? Like, mm-hmm. people you love and you care for. And that, again, comes back to knowledge. Um, but, I mean, somewhere along the line, we messed up. right like as humans Mm -hmm. right we've we've messed up and i come back to this i truthfully feel like there's a disconnect between what is real social media is not real Mm -hmm. right um there are only certain relationships like as much as you may want to hear this or not that are real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we only have really a handful of rider so much guys. much energy, yeah. Yeah, and you only have people who are really gonna go to bat for you. Like, not everything is about, you know, sometimes things are just about caring and giving and love and taking care of family and taking care of friends and, you know, taking care of the water, the earth, the, you know what I mean? Like, there's yes. there's something bigger out and what there. You de-
2: what you derive pleasure yeah, from. Yeah. You know, and values from.
3: Well, what are your values, right? Yeah. Like, are we, are we here to just kind of, you know, Live till we're eighty, and go through the process, and it's a rat race. Let's find the biggest house, the biggest car, the night. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. what? What are? What are? Who are we? You know, and it comes back to again, it's a value system. Like, what are your values? You know, and what's uh, the why? And what's yeah. the why? Yeah. Like, what uh-huh. is your purpose mm-hmm. to be in this? You know, not to get super. You know, but really, like, have a thought process. Like, what is your perfect? What is your pur- mm-hmm. purpose for this life of yours? Like, is it to contribute to the betterment of all of society? Is it just for yourself? Or are you just kind of going through the day to day and coming back to work-life balance? And that's kind of, you know, it all kind of interrelates. Like, I don't owe anyone an explanation, just like you don't owe anyone an explanation. And I don't have to truthfully answer a call after 5 p.m. And if you don't want to be my client because of that, good on you. Mm -hmm. But we have to be able to have, again, the courage and the understanding of who we are and our values to be able to start making those decisions. Because we're, we're allowing them to perpetuate. And set expectations. Yeah. Yep. Because right. the minute that we don't do this, we are just letting it go and mm-hmm. perpetuating this for the next generation. And actually, a lot of this responsibility does fall on us. Because for mm-hmm. us, we are the first generation who knew what it was like without social media. Yeah. And now we know what it's like mm-hmm. with social media. Mm-hmm. When I was 12 or 15, there was no social media. This is all legitimately in my 20s mid 20s that this all came about so what is our responsibility as a generation you know there's a lot of whys and there's a lot of questions that need to be answered (laughs) (laughs) and it's too funny because um
1: there's well sorry It is. But obviously you've been watching a lot of tv (laughs) (laughs) that's okay so we're watching nfl hey that season started so there's uh, a kansas city is a huge team Mm -hmm. um undefeated so they have a star quarterback 23 years old which is like a baby baby, yes yes he's he's he's, he is a baby Patrick uh, Mahone is anyways uh, Mahone anyway um they did an interview with him and he's he's got he's breaking all these records they're comparing him to Brett Favre and all these Mm. huge huge superstars and she says well what's the one thing you know like you're now a rock star blah 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 what's what's the one thing that comes into mind Mm -hmm. oh my Instagram I got I don't know a hundred thousand more uh, likes on my Instagram okay. and I'm going, oh my God, okay, oh my God, uh-huh, uh-huh. but falling that's exactly it. yeah, that's it's that it. that's instantaneous that's the, insta- gratification. The, gratification, the gratification yeah which yeah. you're going after well
2: and you know we talked about that last time too because I was talking about um parents and Instagram and kids and Instagram yeah. right and, if you're constantly checking your phones for those likes and that validation, I mean that can be very soul sucking. And oh, no. it can no. really make you feel that, like you said, yeah. real versus not real and vanity versus, you know, yeah. reality. Yeah. And I think that we need to be instilling in our kids that what happens in the here and now in real life, not on the screen, is what's real. And you know, it would have been great if he had said like what's the you know, one thing you want to do. Build a food bank in my hometown, you oh, yeah, know, or, or build yeah. a playground for some neighborhood kids or something yeah. like Or, you know, maybe needs to take a lesson from or, King LeBron or something. Yeah, yes. I don't know. But, well, I
3: and mean, then, yeah, I know. Or, or, or what challenge have I overcome? And I'm still yeah. here, kids. Like, are you guys? like, yeah. The, the world is really quite open. You can do anything. But yeah, And I'm
1: proof of yeah, that. Yeah,
3: I'm proof right of you. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole list like, of
2: things. And let's live a life that's, you know, unfiltered. Like hashtag unfiltered, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, stop okay, we'll putting that. the hashtag gloss unfiltered. over it. Stop putting the filter yeah, like, over it. pretending for it. Yeah. Exactly, right, because I think people, especially youth today, are so tired of pretending, and we're seeing that in mental health stats, you know, coming out of uh, youth with anxiety and depression on the rise. And these kids are putting so much stock into what comes out of that phone or that device mm-hmm. that they've lost all connection to what really matters in their lives, right? Yep. So it's really incumbent upon us as you know, parents, teachers, educators, coaches, whatever, to help these kids keep it real, you know? Oh,
1: wow. So now I hear the water going. Up. Yeah, starting the up again. It's like out of our pool. It is now Here's fall. to next summer. Um, Thanksgiving yeah surround you guys by family I, love. So fast, I don't even know, I know how it's here okay. I honestly
3: I don't know but October is um, exciting it's birthday month
1: Yay. Oh. yeah okay, month. So what should I do with I, my four, what should this. I do <laughs> for my 41st oh, oh my god I don't know what to do well we'll take you to a spa next to a it's, a, yeah. it's a, a good experience. conundrum to have yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. cheers cheers, to, cheers, Thanksgiving cheers to, Thanksgiving.
3: to Thanksgiving for solving all the world's problems <laughs> at least communicating about them yes
1: okay listening this has been a production of ilikeyou.com podcast
0: distribution from the sound off media company what happens when we play outside we become healthier both mentally and physically we become more creative and more focused we connect with nature each other and ourselves